Welcome to Lost, Massachusetts. This is Garth in the Lost Cabin somewhere in rural Massachusetts. Come along with us as we go to downtown Boston to walk through a watery neighborhood that was buried 200 years ago and has almost been completely forgotten until now. So I'm riding my bike between the Charles River and Storrow Drive in Boston. And if you can avoid driving, you should. Driving in Boston can be hazardous. Parking in Boston can be impossible. And nobody wants to take the T. So if you can walk or ride a bike and the weather's nice, that's what you should do. So I'm traveling along the Thoreau Path, and it's a nice leafy uh, park. And as I emerge from the trees, I'm looking for my first landmark, and I see it. It's a big old brick building. So I just passed Lind Street, L-Y-N-D-E. And that's what the street's called now, but many old maps that I've reviewed have multiple different spellings for that street. I'm also approaching Staniford Street, and these are really the two remaining street names that are on the edge of our historic map. Long before Boston was a city, it was a tiny island called Shawmut. For hundreds of years, Boston was held together by a network of dams, bridges, and wharfs. The water itself around the island wasn't always passable by boat. At low tide, these areas were muddy flats. Why English settlers picked this island to begin with is due to a curious landmark that can still be seen today. The mud around the island was filled in over time. Most of what we think of as downtown Boston wasn't originally dry land. So, I'm standing at the approximate location of Waldo's Wharf, just northwest of Causeway Street. And as you might be able to hear, it's very loud. This is an extremely busy area. Uh, there are courthouses here. There's a hotel. There um, is the North uh, Station train station. There's the TD Garden where the Celtics and the Bruins play and lots of events occur. And I am going to start making my way around the perimeter of what was the mill pond starting at Waldo's Wharf. The four streets that border the area of the old mill pond are Causeway, Merrimack, Market or New Chardon, and New Washington Street. So in the area that's inside of where the mill pond used to be is generally called Bullfinch Triangle, named after the famous architect. And one of the hotels here is the Bullfinch, and I'm looking right across at it from Merrimack Street. So it's called Bullfinch Triangle, and if you look at old maps, you can see that it actually is a triangle, or at least it used to be a triangle. Lots of changes to the surface roads, and uh, 
changes to Interstate 93 took away the tip of Bullfinch Triangle. And now Bullfinch Triangle is actually a trapezoid. Let's take a moment to talk about what the Mill Pond really was and where it came from. The following is a reading from a National Geographic article uh, dated June 2017. In the 1640s, a group of businessmen got permission from the city to build a dam across the mouth of a cove on the northern end of the peninsula so that they could use the tides to power some flour mills. The dam formed what was known as the Mill Pond, and the mills were up and running by the end of the decade, but they were never very productive and the whole operation was sold off to another group by the end of the 18th century. So this kind of dam, you may have seen them in different places, especially if you've been driving through the country in Massachusetts. You may be passing over a river and you'll see a very, very straight waterfall in a river, like a, like a, like a perfectly crisp, straight waterfall. That's a mill dam. Nature doesn't really make straight lines. So what these do is they're used to just capture the flow of the water to produce energy. Further reading from the article uh, in terms of the downfall of the mill pond itself. The new mill owners closed the floodgates on the west end of the dam, which reduced the flow along the banks of the mill pond. Consequently, sewage, garbage, and the rotting corpses of discarded animals began to accumulate along the shore. It's unclear whether letting the filth build up was part of their plan, but the new owners soon began lobbying the city to let them fill in the pond and sell off the land. Now, this is another interesting point of history. You may walk down the busy city streets somewhere and think that they're gross and full of garbage and they smell bad. Believe me, it was much worse two or three hundred years ago. Cities were beyond filthy and even worse than they are now. These cities didn't really have functioning sewer and refuse uh, collection and things would just pile up and pile up and pile up and rot. But back to our story. They started taking um, dirt from the surrounding hills in Boston, like Beacon Hill, like Mount Vernon, and they pulled these down to continue to fill in the mill pond and make it dry land. But as we note, during this entire period, through all of the maps, you see this notation of Waldo's Wharf. Some of the other features may have changed. Waldo's Wharf stays right there. There's an interesting demarcation that is made by the dam location by Causeway. The southern is, of course, the Bullfinch Triangle. But the area above Causeway Street was filled in later. And that is where the, uh, the Boston Garden had been and where Route 93 comes up from underground and a lot of the other future features of that extended area of Boston emerge. So even though the mill pond was filled in, Waldo's Wharf would have still sort of been on the other side of the causeway. 
Unfortunately, the outside of the bullfinch trapezoid doesn't really give us much to look at. Um, there are a number of nondescript government buildings. There's a, a really old parking garage, a lot of areas under construction. The area inside of the bullfinch trapezoid is actually full of historic buildings, beautiful historic buildings. So now I'm standing at the end of Canal Street, which runs the right through the middle of the Bullfinch Trapezoid. And it's called Canal Street because behind me on the opposite side, there was a channel that would run water out of the Mill Pond and back into the greater Boston Harbor. And that was called the Mill Creek. And it's funny because the Mill Creek was going the other way. Canal Street actually isn't where the, the canal itself was. The canal was actually behind where Canal Street starts. So I'm at the edge of Friend Street, which runs through the Bullfinch Trapezoid, and it didn't used to, but it is one of the remaining street names that would have been on the edge of the Mill Pond. And I'm about to go into a place called Cup of Coffee, which is actually, believe it or not, an Australian coffee shop at the edge of Friend Street. And I'm going to ask them if they know uh, about the history of this place. So I just crossed over from the Bullfinch Trapezoid from Anthony Rip Valente Way. And I'm going down Thatcher Street. And when you go on Thatcher Street, you can tell you're stepping into something that's much older. Because Thatcher Street is bordered on uh, both corners by old gas lamps and gas lamps were a feature in the city for a long time gas was piped up from the ground and people used to go around every night and light the lamps I'm technically in the north end and unlike the other side of where the mill pond used to be this area still retains a lot of its history a lot of the historical architecture and layout and I'm actually going to start looking for things that would have been contemporary with the mill pond. If I keep walking down Thatcher Street, it will take me past the famous Pizzeria Regina and eventually on to Salem Street and Prince Street. And Salem and Prince are two streets that would have been there during the uh, time of the mill pond. And they're probably the first streets you reach on this side that historically were located there. But still, I'm not really finding a lot of buildings that were from that period. I found some buildings that are from the 1870s. Those are still built after. Most of the buildings, even though they're old in this area, were built after the mill pond was filled in. So I'm at the corner of North Washington Street and Causeway Street. And this is the one spot on the circuit that has anything that commemorates or recognizes the original mill pond. Right at the corner here on the Keeney Square building, there is a plaque with a map and an explanation of what the mill pond used to be. So now I'm making my way across Causeway Street. And it's called Causeway Street because it was actually a causeway. This was at the time called the Mill Dam. And before that, it was actually a natural raised stretch that people could walk across at low tide. And now I'm sort of at the 
geographical center of more or less of Causeway Street. And there's a park here. There is a triangular park that has concrete layout of the original Bullfinch Triangle. And you can actually walk on these concrete stretches that have the original street names on. The names have even changed from that time. But uh, this is an interesting artifact as well. The full area that contained the mill pond was called the North Cove. The outer corners of the cove were Barton's Point to the west and Gee's Shipyard to the east. Starting at Barton's Point, the streets and places that ringed the water's edge were Barry's Shipyard, Barry's Lane, Cart Lane, Lee's Shipyard, Waldo's Wharf, the Mill Wall itself, Gooch Lane, Pitts Lane, Jackson's Mill House, Cold Lane, Friend Street, Union Street, the Mill Creek, Cross Street, Link Alley, the Baptist Meeting House, the North Water Mill, and Prince Street. The Mill Creek exited near the end of what is now North Market behind Faneuil Hall. And if you're in this area, make sure you go over to Marshall Street. At Marshall Street, you'll see a number of interesting things. You will see the Union Oyster House. You will see the Marshall House. You will see the Bell in Hand and, of course, the Green Dragon. Look down on Marshall Street and you can't help but notice that it's still a cobblestone. This area is one of the few sections that holds some remainants that would have been uh, around during the period of the mill pond. All of the buildings here are old, but old is a relative term. Some of them are older than others. You want to look for the uh, Ebenezer Hancock House is one of the oldest standing buildings in this area. Green Dragon Tavern, of course, is one of the places that is marked on the maps of the old mill pond. Photographs, maps, links to more information, source material will all be posted on the blog. Hold on after the commercial to find out who Waldo was and to get directions to the mill pond. Waldo's full name was Cornelius Waldo. He was born in 1684 in Dunstable, Massachusetts. Waldo was a successful merchant in Boston. He operated several different types of shipping businesses. Uh, most of it was involved in alcohol. He was shipping wine in from the Canary Islands and Madeira from the Caribbean. He sold lots of different products that were used in shipping. He sold rope. He sold canvases for sales. He sold uh, iron parts that went into building ships and it also apparently gunpowder. His wife was also a merchant who advertised at the famous Bunch of Grapes uh, Tavern in Boston, which was not just a tavern, but served many functions for the local community and eventually became a place where uh, American patriots were conspiring to uh, oust the British. Of course, 
Waldo was not without controversy. He was involved in a number of land disputes and possibly was a slave merchant, as were many merchants and people involved in shipping in Boston at the time. He eventually left the business to his uh, sons, and apparently that business included a rum distillery, which would have been at the location uh, that is seen on the map as Waldo's Wharf. You can see Waldo's portrait at the Worcester Art Museum. Directions to Waldo's Wharf and the Mill Pond. You can take either the green line or the orange line to Haymarket Station. When you come above ground, go to New Chardon Street. If you take the green line or the orange line to North Station, you will come out on Causeway Street, right near Canal Street. You can go in any direction you want to circle the Mill Pond. If you're starting on Causeway Street, you can walk northeast to the point and then turn right to go down New Washington Street, turn right again to go down New Chardon, turn right again to go to Merrimack Street to bring you back to Causeway Street. At there, at that intersection, just north of the uh, causeway, is the West End Museum, which I would recommend you visit if you're there for this type of trip. That location, the West End Museum, is roughly where Waldo's Wharf would have been. You can also drive in, of course, and there is a parking garage, a massive parking garage on New Chardon across from this area. There are multiple other uh, parking garages in the area, uh, and I'm not going to give everybody specific directions how to come from uh, any road, but you can take 93, 95, Mass Pike, uh, Route 2, etc., etc., to find yourself downtown. Thanks for coming along with us on that trip to Waldo's Wharf. Join us next week as we begin the first of four spooky stories for the month of October leading up to Halloween. We hope you'll come along with us and don't get too scared. Remember, it's always 1928 somewhere. Hey, if you like the show for some reason, there are lots of ways you can join the fun or get a hold of us. You can message Lost Mass through the podcast apps on Anchor. There's a voice option. Or you can go to lostmassachusetts.com and subscribe to our blog. Or use the various methods there to contact us. If you go to lostmassachusetts.com, you can also sign up to get a postcard from a lost place and find out where to send us a lost postcard too. Also go to Lost Massachusetts at uh, Instagram for photos and other details. We will do our best to respond to comments uh, directly uh, as well as within the show. You might hear um, your own comment. That's fun. <laughs>